Welcome to the first episode of the Sports with Social Impact podcast. My name is David Thibodeau, and today we will be discussing sport and leadership. I was super excited to do this as my first topic because leadership is one of my favorite, favorite things to talk about. And I was very excited to talk to one of my good friends, Ryan Cobb. We finished our Bachelor of Leadership at the University of New Brunswick almost five years ago now. So it was really nice to reconnect with him and talk about how our views of leadership have changed since then and how sport has impacted our views on leadership itself. I was excited to talk to Ryan because Ryan is a community builder. He credits his early upbringing in a hockey arena and on the soccer field as the foundation of his community-first values. Ryan works in a tech for a startup and lives in Fredericton, New Brunswick. He loves to work in a team to solve problems and believes so much can be learned from others. Outside of work, Ryan can be found running, going on a hike, or cooking a new recipe. I was very thankful for Ryan to talk to me today, and I really enjoyed the conversation that we had, and I hope that all of you do too. Hi, Ryan, and thank you so much for being open to <laughs> being and being brave enough for being on the first episode of Sports with Social Impact. Um, I love that you're here, and thank you so much. Uh, so, you know, why don't to get started? Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Awesome. Thank you, David. And I'm honored to be one of your, your first guests at Sports for Social Impact. Uh, I've been a longtime advocate and uh, supporter of, of sports for all ages and all abilities. So I feel very privileged to be um, here with you today. Like many Canadians, I grew up in a, in a small town where my childhood looked like rushing into my parents' minivan, uh, packed full of sport gear to get to school, the arena, um, soccer field, appointments, and other extracurricular activities. Um, I now work in, in tech for a startup uh, company in the dairy space, where I manage a lot of our direct farm sales. In a pre-COVID world, I spent a lot of time traveling to farms across the U.S. and Canada. Now I'm spending uh, way but I try to balance that out with with exercising this year I took up running and completed my first wow awesome. half marathon this summer congrats uh, <laughs> thank you thank you. <laughs> yeah I um you know when we were in lockdown um and there was gyms weren't open uh everyone in my social circle downloaded Strava and I uh couple of our mutual connections from, from university shout outs to Travis Daly, Courtney Burke and Kelsey Hogan really uh, motivated me for some of those longer distance runs. Uh, so I guess the next, the next goal. Uh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of last bit. I'm, I'm motivated to work in, work in a team to solve problems. And I've um, developed this personal mission statement uh, for myself. That is to help others grow learn, take responsibility, and be recognized for their um, achievements. Um, and one day, hopefully, to, to raise children that believe they can leave the world in a better condition than, than they inherited. And I think this personal mission statement, a lot of that comes from my background um, growing up in the, in the soccer field and in the, in the hockey arena where learning firsthand how to take responsibility, uh, recognize others for their achievements and 
always move towards that that mm-hmm. next goal. Yeah, no, I knowing you as a person, you are you know everything that I think you, your personal mission statement is. It's you know that's that I think that really defines who you are as a person. Um, I just remember working with you on projects and you know discussing with you in class, and I think you are you know a very respected person, and um, you know you're a really awesome person. <laughs> so, so thank you, uh, David. We did our bachelor of philosophy and inter- interdisciplinary leadership so now af- after we did finished our three-year program what do you define leadership as yeah thanks david i think i struggled for a long time associating leadership with a with a position or title or whether it be a team captain or a coach and quickly learned that leadership you know it, it isn't that position or title it involves many things like knowing yourself, knowing others. It involves continuous reflection, uh, accountability, and this desire to improve, uh, which are all traits that sports can help develop. And when I look at what, what leadership is, um, I see it as catalyzing more effort, engagement, and productivity. It's creating a formula where one plus one equals three. So doing more with with less and and in many ways uh leadership happens organically as a result of um typically small individual acts of inclusion giving credit for work asking to hear the perspectives of others or simply following up um with someone and saying thank you yeah i i really like what you said you know right at the beginning even uh, you know leadership is not a position or a title um, you know, these, I think that's something that we, that we really focus on in, in our, in our education and that, you know, leadership is about, you know, knowing who you are, who, knowing who yourself is. And, you know, as you, you know, you were saying this a bit that, you know, sport, you know, sport helps people develop, um, you know, personal skills, like, um, you know, respecting others, time management, all those things that are important for, you know, sure, uh, you know, uh, someone in a leadership position, but also just, you know, being able to lead yourself. Um, you, know, le- you know, leadership mm. is also internal, right? It's not just external. You know, there's many different ways that someone can be a leader. It's not just, you know, it's not just the position or the title. Um, so what, what do you think that, yeah. what, do you, what do you think makes a good leader? When I think of the best leaders, they always leave a room better than the way they, they found it. This could be from asking an incredibly thought-provoking question, praising someone for their work, or providing uh, hyper-specific feedback. Um, what does this look like? I think uh, when I look at good leaders, um, they're the people that if they show up in a dressing room or a uh, kitchen for a team dinner, they're, they're the ones offering to, to help clean the dishes or pick up after uh, someone that maybe forgot to uh, put the equipment away. Uh, they develop this leadership built on, on trust um, to those around them, and they're adding trust through their whether it be uh, committing to yourself to go to bed early so you're ready for your practices the morning committing to um, your teammates to put in the extra hours at at school so you'll be able to take Friday off and go to the big tournament 
Um, well, and I think caring is also a big foundation of that that leadership caring about those that are are around you, and especially I think uh, leadership is two way. So if if you want to relationship between a coach and a uh, player, I think um, you know having the player also care about about the coach or knowing if, if the coach is struggling on something on um, in their personal life, maybe they have a child that's sick at home and their spouse is working extra uh, hours and, and recognizing and giving um, space for them to maybe take a take a step back from their from their relationship to focus on on um, other parts make them make them whole so yeah um really quick uh leaders they leave the room in a better place than the way they found it and it's all built about um trust giving giving trust to others and um following through on one's on one's commitment i believe mm-hmm. that the foundation I, yeah of a i good totally leader. agree that you know trust empathy respect these are all really important aspects of you know, a good leader, whether, you know, rather just, you know, leading yourself, being kind to yourself, empathizing with yourself, being saying, you know, you know, especially now during a pandemic where everybody's, you know, stressed from, you know, living in, the, in these times and working from home, not being able to see their family or friends as much, um, you know, being kind to yourself. That's, that's leading. That's, that's also leadership. You know, empathizing, empathizing with yourself and making yeah. sure that you're, you know, taking care of your mental health and your physical health when you need to, that's, that's really necessary for leadership because, you know, how can you be a good leader if you're not taking care of yourself? How can you, how can you lead others? Yeah. And I'm so glad you say that David, because it really took me uh, probably until the age of 21, uh, 22 to recognize that that self care and being kind to yourself is so important in, in whether it be in our, leadership abilities and performing in sport and performing in, in academic uh, burnout is, is real. And it does it only affect one, one part of our lives. It affects uh, our, our entire well-being. Yeah, no, it, it, it really does. I think, you know, especially now, um, you know, you know, I, I honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm still struggling with that a bit. Um, you know, trying to take time for myself more, trying to take myself away from, you know, my, my full-time job and coaching and, and things like that um, and taking time to actually like, you know, take care of myself. Um, but, you know, as you, as, so as you mentioned um, earlier that, you know, this summer you ran your first half marathon. Um, so what has, you know, sport and recreation been to you like during the, during the past, you know, six, seven months and, you know, before, has that been a priority for you? I, I you know, I guess it has been a priority for you, but why do you think that sport and recreations are, are, are is important for, you know, personal, personal care, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, David. When I um, look at periods of my life where I'm in a slump, maybe I'm feeling not motivated or I'm feeling uh, really, really negative. And, you know, this has effects on, on my personal relationships, on my relationship with my family. And then to bring that all into the, um, the workplace. That often coincides with times that, I'm not moving. I'm not exercising. I'm not being uh, engaged in something that's causing me to uh, yeah. <laughs> break a sweat or have, even if it's a recreational game like uh, ultimate frisbee in, in the park with with friends. So um, 
exercise and movement are essential pieces for for my self care, and it's something that I still struggle with. Though when you uh, take a step out of that, and maybe you haven't um, exercised in a couple of weeks, you haven't had a a good creation uh, break or a good you know just play. Um, you're 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 letting I I for me I find I let all this uh, stress um, build up and. The last thing I want to do when I'm in one of those downturns is uh, force myself to whether it be go on go on a run or go to the gym or um, plan a recreation activity with friends. But I, that is exactly what I need to be doing uh, to take care of my, myself and uh, move along the path of uh, recovery. And I know once I make that step, I'll feel better after afterwards but it's sometimes so hard to to get out the front door i don't know if that's something you, oh, 100%. you feel yeah. too um, oh yeah no, i think yeah i now more than ever it's you know harder to motivate myself to get outside you know I, you know i'm so i'm a swimmer and you know it's really hard for me to be able to go to the pool and just swim because you know there's public swimming is not as accessible as it is anymore and obviously you know i'm not in university anymore so i'm not on a, on a team or anything um so, you know, I have to kind of like, you know, make it convenient for me to, you know, actually want to do sports. So now, you know, now I'm, you know, biking or walking to the pool to, to coach rather than, rather than taking the bus. Um, you know, not that that's, you know, that's not a lot. It's only like 20 minutes, like 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. But it's just like, you know, those little things that are helping me being able, you know, one being more active and then actually using that as like, you know, an outlet for stress, I guess, in some ways. Um, so trying to like build it into yeah. a schedule like that, I find is easier than just me trying to think, oh, I have to go do this. Oh, I have to go do this. <laughs> um, yeah, this, you, you remind me of, of just one other thought and it's, um, this theory I have and I, I haven't researched it, but I, I feel that, um, when I take a break, whether it be go for a walk, go to the gym, um, play, uh, whether it be a pickup game of, of hockey or off my frisbee, that uh, I'm more creative afterwards. And my, my theory is that when I'm involved in, in something and uh, using other parts of my brain or I'm focused on, on a different task at hand, that uh, somewhere I'm not a uh, <laughs> psychologist or, or a neuro expert, but I think somewhere in, in, in the back of my mind, my brain is you know working on these on these tough problems, whether it be how to move a project forward at work or, or solve a, uh, an argument with, with a friend. And I find when I take that break, um, focus on something else, I come back with, with new ideas, and, uh, more creative. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think those are definitely all things that, you know, kind of lead into the next conversation that I want to have with you on, um, you know, has sport contributed to your leadership? Do you think that, you know, how you see yourself as a leader or, um, you know, in your leadership roles, whether, you know, leading yourself or leading others has, has sport helped you, um, become a better leader? Sport has served as the, as the foundation of my, of my leadership. I would think it was through sport that I had my first introduction into a leader that wasn't, um, teacher or a parent. Um, I joined organized sport as, um, 
someone who was very shy, um, struggled making friendships, uh, was, was scared of a lot of, of the world around him. And um, I believe sports helped me develop so many of those uh, lifelong skills, the ability to make friends, uh, teamwork, goal setting. Um, and we look at like at the, at the big picture, what what is uh, leadership? It's getting people to do the small hard work over over the long haul. Um, and you motivate people at, at the office to be engaged. You motivate your 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 peers and getting a group paper uh, completed for the deadline. And um, on, on on often that it, it's it's tough work that folks don't want to um, do, and it's through teams and self ownership, uh, working to keep others energized. And so when the the time is to shine in that presentation, submitting a proposal at the big uh, game or tournament, um, you're ready to, to answer that that call and perform uh, at a high level. Another thing I think that sport really taught me, um, and I think this is a little off field, but I imagine there's research somewhere <laughs> supporting supporting this, but I, I, I do believe sports taught me um, or helped teach me empathy and, and to care for others, especially teammates. Through my lifetime, I've seen many times teammates care for, for me or another team member when a loved one had passed away, or I remember being nine years old at my first travel tournament, and my, my mom wasn't able to attend because she was having surgery, and my, my teammates and coaches uh, presented me with, with a card. And I remember that, that story 16 years later as a moment that I felt incredibly cared for and, and loved. Um, similarly, and this is a story that, that my, my mom um, shared with me who owns a, a funeral home and there had been a family in, in the hometown whose, whose mother passed away shortly after they, they moved to Canada and the family um, didn't have many connections to the community but the eldest son played played basketball and with the family being new to the community there wasn't many uh, in attendance for the funeral but the entire eldest son basketball in the funeral wearing wearing dress uh, jerseys over their dress shirts. And I think that is such a beautiful human moment that I think in, in no other uh, place but sports with that connection and, and caring for others uh, come from. I think sport got me out of my bubble and met people of different uh, socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds that you had a bit more of an intimate relationship than you would have uh, at a, at a school. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. And I definitely, I, I thank you. I, yeah, wow. That story was, that was story was very touching. I, I teared up a bit. Um, I, I, you know, I totally agree with you sport. I think, you know, definitely contributes to, you know, I mean, we talked about this a lot, empathy and caring, um, you know, caring about your teammates, caring about, um, your teammates' family, you know, it really does create a tighter-knit community for people. Um, you know, a tighter-knit community much more than 
what a lot of people get from schools. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I really like this conversation because empathy and, you know, caring is really super important and respect and all those things. Um, you know, sport can also contribute to responsibility. I know that from my own, um, from my own swimming and something that I, you know, I try to focus on with my own swimmers is that, you know, trying to take responsibility for yourself, take responsibility for, you know, getting yourself to practice, making sure you're sleeping right, making sure you're eating right. Um, you know, responsibility is a big aspect of leadership and, you know, being able to take care of yourself and being able to take care of, you know, a team is, you know, a really big, important aspect of what leadership is. Um, and, you know, I think that being part of the team helps you teach, helps teach your responsibility because, you know, stories like that, um, you know, that story, I think, shows an immense, like, you know, social responsibility, I guess, you know, showing up, taking care of other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I totally agree. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that sports can, can contribute to, you know, leadership in so many different ways. Um, you know, time management, being able to, you know, build your schedule around your practices, your school, making sure your, your, all your work is done before you go for competitions. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different ways now, talking a bit more specific about, you know, what coaches can do, um, do you think, do you wish that there's anything that your coaches had done with you as an athlete um, or, or, you know, as a, or your team um, to help foster more leadership and life skills in, in the players? Thanks, David. And um, I want to preface this with the, the last time uh, I had taken part in it organized uh, team sport at a high level was uh, 2013. And uh, at that time, uh, what I'm going to touch on here wasn't a common uh, language or theme that, that we that we spoke about. And uh, perhaps it, it's changed now since, since then. But I wish my coach looked at my uh, development holistically. I recognize coaching is, is a volunteer position and there are uh, incredibly more extra unpaid hours than what uh, coaches agree to when, when uh, <laughs> uh, you know, going through the interview process or, or agreeing to coach a team. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of coaches that coached me um, wanted to, to take care of me and would introduce me and, and my teammates to the larger community, volunteering, um, focus on the importance of giving back to the community. But as I look at where we are today and, and facing another epidemic of, of mental health challenges, especially with uh, young people, I think sports and coaches have this amazing opportunity to create a safe space to share mental health to share feelings, uh, moments of joy and anxiety. And I think uh, athletes um, having the space to speak about mental health from those really key uh, developmental ages of, of 12 to 17, we'll see you know, amazing returns on youth leadership development, developing resiliency, inclusiveness, and, and I believe in creating a, a kinder, more just uh, world. A hundred percent. I think, you know, I think there still needs to be, you know, a lot more focus on, 
you know, I, you know, there's being a lot of work done on this, but there definitely needs to be a lot more focus on, you know, inclusion for, you know, women and girls, LGBTQ plus, and, you know, newcomers to the community and like, you know, people with disabilities. I think, you know, there's, you know, sports come so far, but I think, and societies come so far, but there's still a lot, you know, inclusiveness in sports is maybe lagging a bit behind society a bit, a bit more, but, you know, all those things um, are super important. And I think that, you know, as a coach, I'm trying to, you know, teach my kids, you know, resiliency, you know, trying not to, you know, don't get, let, don't let that, you know, one bad performance get you down. You know, there's another one coming, Cope, you know, we'll, we're back to practice, you know, tomorrow or the next day, we'll, you know, we'll keep working on it. Um, you know, you'll bounce back, you'll be okay. Um, you know, all of these things. Um, and I think that coaches can, you know, I think I 100% agree that coaches can try to foster all of these different aspects of, you know, just res- like leadership, responsibility, all those different aspects that we've talked about, they can do that more in practices. You know, we can, you know, it may be hard for some coaches to, <laughs> to pass on, uh, to pass on a practice to, a, to, a, to an athlete and say, you know what, you know, you can make practice today, but, you know, that's a really great way of teaching some leadership uh, like building leadership capacity, right? Giving them the responsibility of making the practice. Um, you know, you know. Obviously, they want to have fun and don't want to work that hard. But uh, sometimes, sometimes they need the responsibility to really think about, like, okay, what can I actually do to make this practice actually, you know, what to make it actually useful, but also fun. Um, yeah, I think you know. I think there's definitely a lot more that uh, coaches can can do um i think uh very traditionally male i i identifying team sports like hockey football are very subject to um, toxic masculinity and i don't think i recognized this until i um learned about uh you know what what how to um engage with different uh, communities or learn from and, and hear from, you know, visible minorities, whether it be uh, cultural, uh, ethnic, or uh, gender um, minorities. And I think uh, these sports have a long way to go. And I think coaches play such an important role in, in breaking down what uh, is a, 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 toxic, uh, oftentimes a toxic masculinity uh, culture. And imagine um, how important or what would it mean if hockey and football coaches put uh, emphasis on uh, teaching players about consent, uh, about, um, you know, uh, anti-racism training or, and, not to only shadow on, on those sports, but you know yeah. there are so much of that in, in the media. I think there was just a NHL draft pick who was uh, turned away uh, because of a bullying incident when he was on a, a, a hockey team at, at 16 years old. And I think uh, creating a culture where it's denying or saying not all, all players um, is bad for the sport and won't bring more di- diverse uh, players to, to the sport. And it ultimately, uh, 
I think won't um, serve the sport well in, in players won't want to be in that, in that uh, environment. So I think, uh, yeah, creating a better environment um, for all players, especially in, in some of these traditionally uh, male-identifying sports is really important. I think, you know, that, that also requires leadership, being able to stand up and say, you know, mm, there, there's, a, yes. there's a problem that we need to take care of and, you know, we need, we need to do something about it. Um, you know, yeah. the whole conversation about around, you know, safe sport in Canada right now, there's been a lot of, you know, um, you know, there's been a lot of misconduct in sport over the last, you know, many years in Canada and that's in the news all the time now. Um, you know, so we really, yeah, that takes leadership. We need to make sure that we're making sports safe for everybody to participate. Cause you know, that's what, that's what sports is all about. Sport is about participation. You know, it's, you know, so I think sometimes we get caught up on the competitive side of sports. Um, but, you know, sports is about bringing people together and it's about participation. Yeah. And I think uh, right to play is a, is a human right recognized by the United Nations for, for children. Am I, am I right on that, David? I'm not entirely sure. I believe it is, though. <laughs> I, th- I think so. And I think it just comes back to um, what the children need to 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 develop it, it's play it's having fun mm-hmm. it's um and what is what is even even better is learning some of these uh, or developing some of these leadership abilities from from a young age that that sports can and provide yeah no yeah that's yeah the right to play and participation in sports is you know i think essential for making our communities more vibrant more resilient more healthy you know, more inclusive, um, you know, more supportive and, you know, just to help build a, a, build a better community for everybody to live. Do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share with us? Um, thank you so much for joining, but. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be the first guest <laughs> on uh, Sports for Social, Social Impact. And maybe um, if I look at you know, what, what is the social impact I want to, to leave in, in this world? It really comes to that um, personal mission of helping others grow, learn, take responsibility, and be recognized for their achievements. And it was through sport that I learned all of these, that I also learned some, some really tough lessons, like if you don't come prepared you're you're not going to achieve the level of of success that you want or if you don't take care of everything else in in your personal in your personal life whether it be doing your school homework uh cleaning your bedroom doing your chores you're going to perhaps uh lose that opportunity to perform in, in in sport um i think that our Young people today have incredibly more resources than uh, we did when we were developed as young athletes. There's so much more um, science on nutrition, training, burnout is a conversation, um, but an opportunity I think that we can um, improve on is is what what you said about making sports safe and making them more inclusive, accessible accepting and in a place where everyone can go for uh, joy and, and recreation. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm so excited. You know, I was really happy that you agreed to talk about leadership with me. I think, you know, I, I respect you and I look up to you as a leader. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to reconnect and kind of talk about, you know, five years later after we graduated, what leadership means to us now. Um, so that was, that was really awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. And, and you're an incredible leader uh, yourself. I remember so much during our time in undergrad, you, you coming to the Renaissance College directly from the pool, uh, <laughs> hair, hair still not dried, but always being one of the most well-prepared people for, for class. And I look forward to when um, I can give you a, a big hug in, in person. Thank you for, for starting this conversation. I'm looking forward to hearing more.